Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Many times when I, I go places, uh, or churches, or areas, I always pray, asking God, what should I give to this place? Even if I'm preaching for three times a day in different congregations, I always ask God, which <laughs> I always want to be relevant. I want to make sure that I'm spot on. But uh, uh, this morning, around 5.30 in the morning, I happened to, I happened to have, I was already, you know, I came in the dream and I was invited to preach. I had my message, which I had prepared, you know, and I started opening to look for my notes. <laughs> I couldn't find any notes. And Pastor, and you know, Pastor Anthony, everybody was eager. What's he going to speak about? And then, all of a sudden, what I was supposed to preach, I couldn't get the notes to preach about it. So, then I woke up and said, Lord, what, is, what does that mean? I've prepared the message ready. I knew I had got the message for this place, but the message disappeared. I don't want to tell you which type of message I was bringing. Then, Pastor, then I started praying because today I've been in the morning, I was at Pastor Sari's church, CRM Church, Manchester, and uh, spoke. I thought I was going to say, same thing happened. But thank God, there is a message that God knew that you and I will have to listen to. And uh, I want to obey the Holy Spirit. And again, when he stood up here to say, we are going to start a series about prayer because he didn't tell me what to talk about today. So it was left to the Holy Spirit. But I believe that the series that God is bringing as he's been praying, then God is lying. You know, it's God's will. You know, sometimes you can prepare something which is off. But I believe this is God's will for the message you're going to hear. This is a message which, I don't know, but here, but for places where I come from, which we don't normally, don't normally hear. But this is the message God has given me. Get ready. The message is about understanding the times. Understanding the times. One of the most important elements in Europe or in the West is time. Back at home, we also believe in time. We are also always in time, but sometimes a bit off or beyond, but here, anything to do with time, one thing I observed here, if it is seven, it is seven. If it's a season for winters, everything, even now, I normally come here in summer, but when I came here, everything has changed. I wanted to buy some clothes, but now everything, the shops have changed everything because the time has changed. Whenever you enter now, uh, the first thing I had, I saw when I went to 
London Easton uh, four days ago. There was all black coats. Everybody's like, you know, it looks funny to me. Everybody no longer have, you know, your own dressing is changed because the season has changed. The way the things, you know, everything changes in the shops, in uh, every area, textile, every area changes. I don't know even, I don't know whether even the food changes, but I think the food stays the same. But there's changes because of the season. Why do people change? Why did the dressing code has to change? Why is everything changes? Why? Because there is time and season. When I was here also, uh, I was coming from Isaac's house to the ox. I saw on the, how do you call it, billboards? How do you call those ones? Yeah, yeah and there was uh, drive, you know, drives, you know, be watch, watchful, be watchful because it's salt, you know. I said, salt is for, you know, these people are spending salt on the, on the, salt on the, on the roads, is salt. They're pouring on the surface of the road. And then Isaac told me, no, according to, weather, to the weather, they spotted that there's going to be snow or something of that, or flax of that sort. But I said, oh, nothing has happened yet. But he says, those people that are concerned with the weather, they saw it. And therefore, we don't wait for, to wait, we don't wait for snow to come. Here, city councils, boroughs prepare before time. They store a lot of salt. Did you tell me, Isaac, that at one time, many cities were hit, but Manchester was well prepared because, you know, the councillors, whatever it is, was concerned about that, it was well prepared. Why? Because the seasons are known. As Christians, it's not just good to follow Christ, do the, the routine, not knowing what is happening. According to God's calendar, it is true that we live in the times of the second coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. The word you shared about the Bishop of Canterbury also stirred me up to prove that what God whispered to me to share here is true. That Jesus, Maranatha, Jesus is coming back. I was a Muslim for those of you who never had my testimony, I was a Muslim. I had a hole in my heart. They prayed for me, and I got healed. And after that, because I just went to church to be healed, I thought that was done. But after I listened to the message, I made my choice, because I'd gone there to be healed and then go back to my mosque, to go to the mosque again. But I heard the pastor say that Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. I remember him reading John chapter 15, where he says, let your known heart be troubled. Believe in God, also believe in me. Then he read the rest of the verses, I'm going to the Father to prepare a place. And the guy preached that day that even when I heard about that, I almost hated everything around me. He said, there's a place. We talk about good places in the world, 
We want to tour nations. Oh, go to Spain, go to these great places. You know, I want to go. I'm looking forward to my holiday. I'm going to, I'm going to see this site. There is a place, a place which brought this man, Jesus, to be born. This is a message which seems to be simple, but we need to be reminded of ourselves of it. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. Saints, we will all live. We shall live. We work on our bodies to live longer, to be fit. One of these days I went to, some days back, when I came in summer, I went to gym. And you could see everybody's working on their body. <laughs> you know what? They have, even 80, 70, 90 years. One day I was in Uganda and I went to a gym in one of the hotels. I saw somebody, I think was a, an American, almost 90 years, but running on the treadmill. You know, you know why you know why he's running on the is on the is is working. He's fighting. You know, he want to live longer. But however much, however much you stretch, then the, 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 you know, the, however much you stress to make sure you become fit, it's good to be fit. I also do exercise. I do a jog. I run and all those sort of things. But again, time comes when this box begin to give away. When I talk about the box, I'm talking about the body. The signs that show that there are some signs that show that this body is aging, is going, is running away. However much you can, you know, thank God, you know, you can put everything around you, you know. But again, as time goes by, so many parts of our bodies tell us, hey, wait a minute. Like for me, for instance, for me, if you saw my youthful youth pictures when I was young, I used to have a lot of hair. I mean, a lot, you know, I used to have a lot of hair. And I would really, you know, boast about it. But I, I lost the hair. There are some parts of my head which no longer have hair. You know, I always joke about, joke, joke about that, some hair. My hair went before the Lord, you know. My hair went to the Lord before me, so. <laughs> There are some people who cannot sit for hours. That part which we sit for long has gone to be with the Lord. <laughs> there are some people who could walk miles, but now they cannot walk. They need, they need help. Why? Some of the parts have already gone to be with the Lord. But still people think they are going to be here forever. That is the kind of message the apostle, Pastor Anthony, I was doing research to find out what made the, the first church strong. What made the, church, the first church to be stronger, vibrant, healthy? The acts, of the, the acts of Apostles' Church was very vibrant. Number two, it was healthy. You do not feel religion. There was no denominations. The church of Jesus Christ in the Acts of Apostles was loud. People were always out for God. They didn't spare anything. They were not just trying to, 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 to please people. There was something that persuaded them. And you know, why did they pray? 
The reason why they prayed, some of them were praying that they may be right with God. Pray that their minds would be aligned with the word of the Lord. And also, Pastor Anthony, in the Acts of Apostles Church, power was real. I'm not talking about this. Somebody said, power is there, the anointing is moving. No, it wasn't to talk about the anointing. At one time, even people, somebody who came and didn't give, who gave, you know, remember the Safira and Anania? Yes. Somebody, about offering, and even the, whole, the anointing was also in the offering box. If you didn't give effectively, you die. Yeah. The Acts of Apostles Church, the men that led that revival, they were not educated. In fact, at one time, they saw their boldness. And one of the scholars said, oh, they are with Jesus. Because there's no way they could equate this with anything but except Jesus. They were with Jesus. And you know what? Their emphasis, their message, I read Acts of Apostles, the whole chapter. I read the first and second Corinthians, the epistles of Paul, John, Titus. 95% of the message that these people preached are either heaven, living right, walking with him, repentance, that was the message. And the church, only 12, took the message to all the nations of the world. So, now, these people carried on. Of course, according to church history, things become, they began to be, you know, covered with other things. But I believe in these last days, we live in the last days. When you read, when you read the news, Analytically and prophetically, you see the unfolding of events. When you see what is happening in the Middle East, when you see what is happening in the world, one world government, even this Brexit and whatever it is, there's, there's so much that I cannot, because we are not in the seminar, there's so much that is happening that is pointing to his second coming. I'm here as John Bunjo to say to you, get ready. Jesus is coming back soon. He is coming back to take us in the place where there will not be discrimination, a place where we shall worship forever and ever. But before we get there, there are a few things I'm going to share with you before we get there. I don't think everybody wants to go, including me now, praise the name of the Lord. But I believe sometime, someday, sometime, someday, it will go. This is what I got to understand when I normally use planes, of course, because I, I, I move, I, 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 use, I go to longer distances. One day, you know, sometimes it's very easy to be a frequent flyer, but fail to pay the attention of the security precautions. I flew over how many, many, many hundreds of times, but many times I would not take heed to what the man is saying, or the pilot is saying, or whatever is. And one day, the voice came to me and said, do you know that if anything happens, you may fail to, to be, you know, you may fail because you, didn't, you don't listen to, to the safety, you know, whatever it is. And even the one who's announcing says, you need to pay close attention to these safety precautions, even though you are a frequent flyer. Because something can happen when there's an absence of oxygen and you don't know where it is and yet you've been flying, but because you never paid attention. Now, when the plane is landing, 
Here's what the car pilot says. Ladies and gentlemen, we have started our descent to Manchester Airport. Thank you for flying, blah, 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 airlines. Cabin crew, prepare for landing. That is about 30, 40 minutes. Cabin crew, prepare for landing. And then, and then you hear, fasten your seat belts. Put the luggage in the upper locker. Put your chair upright. Switch off any radio gadgets. Open the windows. Fasten your seatbelts. At that moment when the plane is landing, everybody say landing. landing. You cannot be allowed to go to the bathroom. You cannot be allowed to ask for food. Because the plane is landing. The only people that are allowed to move around just for a few minutes are the cabin crew. Because the cabin crew, they move around. If they see that your, your chair is not upright, excuse me, sir, they help you. Because some people, like this, uh, I, was, uh, yeah, I was coming last year, I, I, I used the Etihad, and the guy who was seated near with him was a Chinese. I, didn't, I don't think he knew how to, I think he was a first, he was a first you know, first, one, first flyer. And you know, he, could, he didn't know how to, to do this. And the plane was landing, and the cabin crew said, Come on. And he did, the man did not, doesn't understand English. He's trying to urge you. And the cabin crew has to, and again, they need to be polite. <laughs> okay? But again, he had to help him put things together. If they see you have a, a, a bag on your chair, what they do, they take the chair. You have to put the, your bag under your chair. I don't know the reasons why, but that's how it is. Now, what you, this analogy t shows me that at this very moment, this is what is happening. Who are the cabin crew? Cabin crew are the pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists. We are the cabin crew. Come on, welcome. Praise the name of the Lord. We are here to tell everybody. That's why Pastor, I mean, Anthony, the rest of us say, come on, this is what the Lord says. You have to hear through the word of the Lord. That's why we, we follow them. They're the cabin crew, trying to repent, put the things, it's time to pray. All these are people God has put together to help us. And in this season, you need to make sure that there's no, everything that you've eaten, they correct it, then put it in the garbage. It shows us that Jesus is coming back soon. Yes, we have enjoyed the flight. Let me talk about the enjoyment. When the flight is still miles away, you can walk around. You can even sit down if you can. You can even visit somebody who sat in the, in the, in the, in the other class if he's your friend. Because the plane is... But when the season for the plane, the time for the plane is, has come to land, you begin to hear this voice. And that's why I say, there's so much prophetic words now in the church concerning the plane's landing. And when the plane is landing, my sister, you must have a valid visa, especially for us who are, who are not residents here. Wherever you go, you have to have a valid visa. And when the plane is landing, you make sure that you know, everything is fine. 
So the plane is soon landing, Sister Jane. Anytime the plane is landing, Jesus is coming back soon. Have you put your luggage excessive things? You think about everything, this small thing, I don't need it, I don't have this, blah, 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 somebody angered me. This is a season when we need to take all this rubbish and all these heavy things where they belong. Did you get that? It's a season now to make sure we fasten our seatbelt. What is the seatbelt? The seatbelt is truth. It's high time as church we move and live in truth in our families. Be truthful to our families. Be truthful to ourselves. Repent. The word repentance is no longer in the church because it's like, you know, we did, we, nothing has happened. No, no. Repentance is still around. It's still around because God, the blood of Jesus is still available. So that when he is available to make us clean, to, to, you know, for him to cleanse us because he doesn't want to take, we don't want to land. When we are, when we are, I'm going to tell you a story. One day, the first time I took a plane, I went to Brigeria. But I think the people who, are, who had prepared to receive us, they did not work on certain things. Ah, no, what is the Brigeria? There is uh, Albania. So we had gone to preach from, with the Life Ministry International. So we reached Sofia Airport. They didn't allow us in. So we stayed on the airport almost th- six days. That was 1994. So, but because for me it was the first time to take a flight, I was enjoying because. (laughs) 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 So, I didn't know, but the last day they had to, they had to put us on plane to go back to Uganda. But they took us as deportees, you know deportees? People are deported. So we had to go by then, those days in the plane they used to smoke. If you're smoking, you used to sit in the back, in the back seats. So they, we went as prisoners back to our country. I literally, you know, I enjoyed the plane, but I was wondering if we landed there. Because we, we, there, were, there, was, there were policemen who came with us. They were going to handle us to Kenyan police because they had taken Kenya ways. Somehow I was enjoying, but at the same time, oh, what is going to happen? So, it, around, it ended up by not, I didn't enjoy the last part of it because I was wondering, what did I do? So the plane is going to land, but I'm a prisoner. Anyway, when we reached Kenya airport, they just welcomed us, welcome, you know, and that is it. We didn't do anything, but I believe, I understand afterwards that the way we were going, there was war, so they, they couldn't allow us in. But also there are some people here who have overworked, people that have been here in this country illegally. I remember a man who was brought back to Uganda. So many are brought back to Uganda and this guy came back miserable. They just found him on the bus. They didn't even allow him, the immigration officers didn't even allow him to go back home, straight away to Heathrow Airport, home. He reached home, he killed himself. So the analogy is, yes, the plane is landing, but how, what is, your, how is your status? Are you ready to be received? Or you are ready to be taken somewhere? But the good news is, Praise the Lord. That for us who got born again, that's why the cabin crew are preparing series, messages. And they are telling us, they are sounding alarms. Every time the pilot is, he says something. Any time you hear sound, in the speakers, there's something that you need to keep hearing and listening to the pilot to enjoy the journey, but also to reach 
arrive safely. That's why I can say that this evening, the Lord wants us to be reminded of what is happening. We shall not live here forever. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Let's read Romans chapter number 11, 13, verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. It says, Romans 13, 11, and do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. I thank God for the series of prayers that is coming, because prayer is one of the elements that keeps our lamps burning. And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. You can imagine. I'm going to do a little example here. Uh, would I call Pastor Isaac, please come over. Just over, go to the other side, please, thank you. The Bible says our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now, Jesus is coming back. Every day, we are moving towards Jesus. Can you walk slowly? As I walk, he's coming. Every day, we live closer to landing. But now, stay there, sir. Thank you. But now, Paul is saying, we have already walked a longer distance. You have repented. Christian walk is full of ups and downs. God has helped you by his grace. You are here. Now Paul is reminding the Romans, the, the Jews that had the Christians in the Roman Empire. He says now, wherever you are, watch out. Jesus is closer. We are closer to him than where we left. Am I clear? The day you received the Lord as Lord and Savior, even though you were seeing mistakes around you, hey, wait a minute, the reason that you are still around, God has made you to be strong and you still, by his grace, you've maintained your walk. But now, I want to remind you according to the scripture that we are closer. When the plane begins to cruise every minute, it is not nearer where it left, but it is closer when you're in the plane, you see this, this map, this uh, loot. You see it looting, and you could see it started as small. Now it is nearer. You could see Manchester Airport nearer. Thank you, sir. That is what is happening. Don't allow. That's why the Bible says, let us awake. Because so many people and so many Christians are sleeping. Sleeping in the worldliness. They think... They are busy occupied with the things of the world. They are busy occupied with how will I eat, how will I do this, how will I do that. The Bible says that don't be worried. What does it say in John chapter 14? Let not your heart be troubled. Because everything that troubles your heart, I care for it. Matthew 6 says, never be worried about your clothing. Never be worried. Sorry. Never be worried about your future. Matthew chapter 6. The things that are worrying us are robbing us. Are robbing our spirituality. And do you mean that John, should we just stay there as fools and see what has happened? No. 
plan. Lay strategies for the future. But remember, whatever plan you have, it is God who is going to fulfill it. So much of us, many of us are full of fear for tomorrow. How, am I, how is my retirement going to be? How do you know whether you reach there? Hello, praise the name of the Lord. Oh my God, how are my children going to be? For me, here is, here is Bunjo. I, I grew up in an Islamic family. I didn't know that I would ever be a Christian. Yeah. And here I am now. I'm the first generation of Christianity in the entire family of about 60 people. And so far, four of them are born again in the last 35 years. The things that worry us, and you, if you compare the worry and you measure the worry, the things that worry us are the things to do with the life of 80, 70, 50, or 90 years. But the things that would have caught our attention, the heavenlies, we no longer think about them. We will entertain so much somebody who will talk about you, this is going to happen, it's gonna, it is going to happen, but I want to say today, and I sound this, it is God who has led me to speak this message, that Jesus says, don't be worried. Because the things that worries you, you cannot even increase an inch of your, people are depressed, people are stressed, people are tired. You look at people's faces, not here, President of the Lord. You look at, the, you, 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 you look, let me tell you, you look in the world, you look at the, the jam on the internet, people are busy, busy, people are running up, they are running up, and you, if you ask them, why are you running? They are trying to save a future which is here. There is a future. And that's why I was born again. I was a Muslim. I wasn't, I wasn't part of your Christianity. <laughs> I, I was a Muslim. And in that sect which was hostile to Christianity, but I'm here to declare to you that even though I enjoy life, yes, God has blessed me, yes, we and my family is doing well, but every day I need to make sure that I prepare myself. Preparation for his coming is not on Sunday. And I believe the series you are bringing, brother, the church is going to, you know, it's going to be awake. Prayer makes us to be awake every time. Prayer is very important. Now, most, I mean, Paul says, let us awake out of sleep. For your salvation, for, I say, what does this say? Salvation is nearer than when we first believed. This is what I can say. There has been over two advents of his coming. It's not the first time, Anthony, for Jesus to come back, to come here. When Adam sinned, listen to this truth very carefully. When Adam sinned, right away in Genesis 3, God started announcing about the coming of Jesus. And what did he say? And the seed of the woman shall bruise your head. Throughout of Isaiah, Micah, Amos, Jeremiah, they started announcing the coming of a Messiah, but this time not as the Redeemer. The first coming of our Lord Jesus, he didn't come as a Redeemer, he came as a Savior. They didn't know the difference. Anthony, that, sorry to mention your name because I feel like I always want to mention names anyway. One thing that really took me to the level of spirit is the truth about the first coming. The first coming was announced 
the Jews, our brothers, the Jews, did not notice that he has come up to now, but he came. It's now 2017 years. He came. Every prophecy, there are about 2,500 prophecies in the Bible, almost 2,000 or 2,300 have come to pass. Most of the prophecies, you just go and read, and I mean, just go and read and or go to the Google, whatever it is, three, 2,300 prophecies have come to pass. He will be beaten, he was beaten. He will be buried in the grave of the rich, he was buried in the grave of the rich. They will not break his bone, he was not broken. He was born, he would be born in Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem. He will die, he died. He rise from the dead, he rose. Now, if you have been doubting about his coming, let us now go to history. He came, and that's why we have church here. We are not Buddhists. We are not here Krishna. We are Christians. Why are we Christians? Because he, God announced about his coming and he came. And now here we are, believing. And if he came the first time, hold on, he came the second time. The first time he came to deliver him from the sin of Adam. The sin of Adam, the wickedness of Adam. I'm no longer having sin now. By the grace of our Lord Jesus, he died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. The sin of Adam. All the laws of Moses, all the things that he could not do, he finished them. And when the disciples were watching about him going to heaven and were very sorrowful, and the angel said, the same man you see going is the very one that shall come. You go to Jerusalem and wait. Before I close, I want to tell you this, brothers and sisters. He came the first time, but he came to his own, still as it is going to be today. The Jews, can you imagine, can you whisper this? Jews are waiting for the Messiah. The same Messiah we're waiting for, but their minds were blinded. I don't want which happened to the Jews to happen to you. If we are Christians, we don't need to behave like Jews. We need to know that Jesus is coming back the second time because he came the first time. And the truth is he came. He will come. Come rain, come shine. He will come. One day, a son cried before the hands of Simeon. Ah! As a baby, that man dedicated over 3,000 kids in his lifetime. Not even 3,000 kids. Every day, Simeon and Anne were waiting for the Messiah. They come, nothing happens. And these are times they were, they were, if you read history, there were, 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 were so many wars on those days. But every time there was time for prayer, Simeon came. And he couldn't see any sign of the son. He dedicated so many people's kids, but none of them was a son of God. But one day, come on, everybody say, one day. One day. He got the son. And all the signs that shows that he's a son happened. And he said, Dear Lord, let your servant depart in peace because he has seen which, that which was promised. Do not lose heart. Do not lose hope. Even though they have said you have this sickness, sickness is nothing to the glory of the Lord. 
Even if your income today is really like this, upside down, do not mind about that. Your father knows about it. He cares about your husband. He cares about your family. He cares about your children. What you need to watch out is, am I ready? But, but John, I've committed sin. Yeah, 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 we allowed. We can commit sin. You know, not, not to that we allowed, but we make mistakes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> we are not allowed, we, but we make mistakes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes, we do. I make mistakes. But the blood of Jesus is available. Don't, don't allow to repent next day or following the old day of communion. Anytime you mess up, the blood of Jesus is there. And that's why the blood of Jesus is still available. Some of us are doctrines, judges, maybe you did this, you did that, you did that. Yes, I did it, that is yesterday. But today, the Lord says, if you hear the voice of the Lord, do not hearken your voice. Or don't harden your heart. Mistakes can be there. But rise up. Clean up, the, clean up your bag. Take away that load that is in your head. Put it up to the upper decker. Put it to Jesus. Throw your burdens and all your whatever to the Lord. For he cares for you. He is coming. Maranatha. Are you ready? Yes, we are. Lastly. I will not read there, but you know the story. The parable of the ten virgins. Matthew 25. Every Christian knows that. The most interesting thing is that all these ten virgins, virginity simply means they were all saved. Right? They had all repented. But the only difference that between the ten, the five were more diligent. And the five, they just took things for granted. At the time of the bridegroom to come, Delayed, he came in the middle of the night. And when they all woke up, did they all wake up? The answer is yes. But it seems according to the story, he did not come where they were. They had to walk a distance through the dark using their lights to meet the, according to the story there, to meet the, <laughs> to meet the bridegroom. Then the wise had spare oil. Their lamps were ready and the five foolish ones, I don't want to be in that side, said, can you please share your oil with us? They say, wait a minute, it's too late. Maybe the shops are still open. <laughs> you can go and buy. But remember, the time is closing down. The bridegroom is no longer in heaven. The bridegroom is no longer where he is. He's already in the area. By the time they go back, and in fact, they went, they went. They did a good thing in a wrong time. It is always bad to do a right thing in a wrong time. They did the right thing. Now, they wanted to charge their lights when it is time gone. Briefly, what do we learn from there? Preparation is not when you are going to die. Preparation for filling up your lamps. We must be burning. And one of the things that keeps our lamps burning, there are three things, or four. Number one, the word of the Lord. I know today we live in a generation where the word of God is, is, is given on the, on, the, on, the, on the screen. But it's time for us, all of us, 
to read the Bible. You know this song. Read, eh? na, 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 pray every day. Pray. What does it, how does it go? Read, read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Now, read your Bible. You can't be too busy for eternal life. You can't just be accurate for gym and then not be busy for eternal life. The life in you, you have a life to feed, that's your soul, to read books. You have a physical life to eat very well, to be healthy, to be energetic. Everything, good, hallelujah. But also you have another life, another eternal life to be fed. That's why Matthew 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone. Meaning, there's another part in me which has to eat another bread. That is the word of the Lord. Every day, even though you have a devotion in the morning, but as an individual, every day, it's not a law. Ah, ah, all of us eat every day. I have never seen somebody being pushed to eat. Eat, please eat. Come on, Anthony, eat. Oh, John, eat. No, but because the intestines are working, the intestines are working, you find yourself preparing. I could see when I, I, love, I, love, to, I love to come around, shop around and see how people shop a lot of things when they are putting it, whatever, in the fridge. Why are they doing so? They are preparing for next appetite. Which is okay. Have you also done the same in the spirit? And that's why I'm endorsing and praying that these series that are coming, they're going to help and take Ivy to the next level. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. You have done very well. You have an insurance. Medical insurance. Whatever insurance. But how about the spiritual insurance? Hello? You've done very well. Tick. You've taken care of your children. Tick. You've taken about, about your body. There's no aching. Tick. But how about the spiritual aching? You are struggling with prayer. You are struggling with habits. The reason why you are struggling with habits is because the spiritual man that is supposed to fight your habits is very weak. <laughs> you cannot fight a habit by just reciting scriptures. The spiritual man is meant to fight sickness, to fight fear, anxiety. The spiritual man fights those excessive negative thinking. That's the, that's the part of the spiritual man. But the spiritual man is weak. If you fast for so long, if you fast for so long, you can't have strength to do whatever you want to do. Everything, you be, everything will be lost if your body has no weight. You have fed your mind by reading books, novels. You, you read an, a book of about 700 whatever. That good. You've, you know all the stories and the myths and all that. How about a spiritual man? Now, a spiritual man has to be, you have to be awake. When the Bible talks, awake out of sleepness, it says simply, every day, read your Bible. Get a verse, number two. Prayer. Prayer is not talking, I'm not talking about to pray like Sally or pray, pray, pray like Isaac or John Bunjo for seven hours. You don't need to pray like me. I'm talking about every day, thanking God, praising him, glorifying him. Some people think prayer is all about, Lord, I don't have this. Lord, I have this. My, children, my grandchildren are going through this. Uh -uh. That is another part of prayer. I'm talking about prayer as an intimacy. Ooh, as an intimacy. You go before him and say, Lord, I love you. You are mighty. You are everlasting. 
I thank God for my skin. I thank God for my this. I thank God for that. And thank God for the, for the churches around. I, th- I thank God for my wife. I thank God for even singles. I thank God that I'm still good, <laughs> good single. I, I'm, you know, it's a prayer. There are all sorts of kinds of prayer of intercession, prayer of request, prayer of, uh, you know, unceasing prayers, all sorts of things. How am I going to be kept awake, as Paul says, be awake by the word of the Lord? Number two, by, the, by prayer. Number three, by worship. Worship. Worship excites the spirit. Worship energizes the spiritual man. When the worship was going on, we could feel. Yeah? That's why before the word of God comes, you feel a worshiper. That's why we need to pray for worshiper. They do a lot of big, great work because they are the one who goes before us to bring a menu which is not fridged, but which is fresh, praise the Lord. Yeah, we need a fresh word from heaven. And fresh word can only come by worship. Buy CDs, buy, okay, you, you, you go to iTunes, spend some money alone, get some new, whatever, new, mm, you can't feel your word anyway. Praise the Lord. Worship, number four, apart from worship, witnessing, talk to others about Christ. Just don't, don't be an evangelist, but make sure that you share good news with somebody, with your workmate or somebody else. Those four things can keep your spirit awake and they're going to keep you accountable. So I can tell you all sorts of whatever I can tell you, but I can say he is coming back. When you read the Romans, you shall read Romans, the whole chapter, it says it's time to wake up to all the sluggardness and drunkenness, excessive, whatever. So many things it talks about. I didn't finish the, the, that verse. But if you go home, read that verse, it talks about so many things. that It says, put on Christ as a garment. Put on Christ as a garment. Don't strive, as I close, don't strive to live a holy life. Strive to feed your spirit. Then holy life will just come automatically. Don't strive to do things. I want to do this in NBC. Make sure you feed. When I feed my body very well, I can function very well. My body will be effective if I'm effective in having lunch. This morning I didn't have uh, enough uh, breakfast and uh, I preached. Uh, I preached. I had some cereals, but you know, I need to preach when I'm, I'm heavy. <laughs> I was telling Isaac, you know, those days when I was starting to preach, I used to preach on an empty stomach and one time I collapsed on the pulpit. And so these days I want to make sure that this part is very energetic to deliver. Hallelujah. So, you know, preachers, we need to take you, we need to take time to rest, take time to, to, to jog around, take time to eat very well so that you can deliver. This body is also needed, praise the Lord, to balance everything. So as I close, is the second coming of the Lord, you know, detach us from the earthly? No. No. You need to keep planning. We need to keep having time for our families, bring up our families, engage in the community work, serve others. Because you remember even the second coming says there, it's like a kingdom of God. It's like somebody who went far away and he left some talent to somebody. Also, it is always important as we wait for him. To engage, some, to engage somehow, I know your church is very organized, at least everyone, each member can fit in a certain department. Make sure you are serving God in any way, whether welcoming people or sharing tea. Make sure you use every gift that God has given you, that when he comes, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. So today I want us, we, want, we are going to have some time for prayer. The purpose of prayer is, Lord, wake me up. Hmm? 
let me wake my senses to know and the spiritual sense to the sixth sense to know that Jesus is coming back. But also, Lord, help me my weaknesses. Thank God you are going to have prayer, the word of God about prayer the next season. But say, Lord, I want to get ready for that. I believe you're going to do great and mother things. The Lord spoke through Anthony yesterday, and when we, was it yesterday that I will preach today? And it was divine. And because your God is good, he had to change the message I was going to preach to, to suit what you had planned. It was a confirmation to, to what you were planning that God is, because he never told me that do this. It is God who told me at night. Because the message I was going to preach about facing your giants, facing your grace, fear, the spirit of fear. That's what I was going to preach about. In the entire night, in the morning, I looked for the notes of the whatever, I didn't see it. I kept telling sorry, I don't know what's gonna happen. And the Lord told me, this is what you have to share. You had prepared that message, but in this particular place, and in the morning I shared it somewhere, but in this one, I was struggling. Until when the Lord, when you, when you stood up, and even when you mentioned about the Canterbury issues, then I knew. I told Sir Isaac, yeah, Ivy, Anthony is connected. So you guys, it's, going to take, it's not going to take long. Don't struggle with it. Exercise, body exercise. You just exercise slowly, and the body gains the momentum. Even if you don't pray like him or me, let's start small. Make sure, number one, you read the Bible every day. You pray. You worship, you witness, including fasting, but you know, you know, praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. We want to pray together. If you feel like you want to be fired up, because the Bible says in Isaiah, arise and shine. Uh-huh. It's not about light. Hmm? This light is the reason why this place looks different like where you are. This is shining. The other is not shining. So Bible tells us to rise and shine. I know you had some little bit of light, but now in the season of the second coming of our Lord, we need to be light all around us. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.